I'm going to read to you a story from uh, the Gospels. It's one of my favorite stories in the Scripture. It's found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but he, because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must have lunch at your house today. And so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. So the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Now nobody knows really what was on Zacchaeus' mind that morning when he woke up, but like every other morning, he pulled back the sheets and sat up in bed. His feet didn't touch the floor. Slid off the bed onto some expensive tile, walked across the room up on a step stool and looked in a mirror. And you can see his bloodshot eyes from another night of drinking alone. Then he walked over to a walk-in closet the size of most people's houses and he thumbed through a row of Armani suits like, like you would a Rolodex for those of you who know what a Rolodex is. <laughs> and then after getting dressed, he, he gave the, the duties of the day to his household uh, staff, and then he headed for the city. But today, Zacchaeus was not going to work. He had other plans. Now, in order to help us understand the story, Luke tells us that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. Now, In those days, to have that job, Zacchaeus was a Jewish man, and he collected taxes from the Jewish people to give to the hated Roman government. And so not only was was he sleeping with the enemy, but he was getting rich off of it. Because the, the Roman government said, anything you can get above what you owe us, you can keep. And so it was a corrupt corrupt system. It led to extortion. And Zacchaeus was, you know, getting as much money as he could from his fellow neighbors and kinfolk. And then some of it went to the the hated Roman government. The rest of it, he kept for himself. So you can imagine, Zacchaeus was a wealthy man, but he was also a hated man. You didn't have this profession and and be well-liked. And he wasn't just a tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. And that meant that he had other tax collectors working under him and he was getting a percentage off of whatever they made. So um, you don't reach that level in this kind of corruption, you know, if you have many business ethics. Um, And and then on top of all that, Jericho uh, was a well-known trade center. And so there was a lot. uh, It was one of the richest taxation centers in all of Palestine. So Zacchaeus is very wealthy. I mean, he's making a killing off this corrupt system. He's in the right place at the right time. Ethics don't get in his way. He's making a killing. 
Now, I think I've told you before that sometimes when I read a story in the Bible, I like to try to picture it. Imagine what it would have been like if I'd been there and watched it. And, um, you know, we, in the Abide uh, Bible study class that we, we just finished up, one of the ways we talked about interacting with Scripture was to imagine the scene, to picture it. And what would it have been like if you were there watching this? And sometimes I, I, I even go as far as to think, what if I were making a movie? What if I were the director and I were making a movie uh, and it comes to this scene? And I've thought about this and I don't want you to know that I would cast Danny DeVito <laughs> in the role of Zacchaeus. He would be a perfect Zacchaeus. You know, sure, he always plays these, you know, really slime bag kind of characters uh, that, I mean, that would, that would be him. Uh, and for those of you who are old enough to remember that old show, Taxi, yeah, yeah when he played Louie, yeah. that's kind of how I picture it, Jesus and Louie, <laughs> except that in this story, Louie is very wealthy. And so Zacchaeus, you know, he heard that Jesus was coming to Jericho, so instead of going to the office, he went to the street. By the time he got there, the crowds had already lined both sides of the street, because he was vertically impaired, he couldn't see over them. And there wasn't a chance in the world anybody was gonna let him through. And so then he saw a tree. He thought, I can climb up there and I can get at least get a, a glimpse of this guy. And so that's what he did. And soon, uh, you know, I mean, everybody was there. Everybody wanted to see Jesus. This guy they had heard so much about who could raise the dead and heal the sick. And so when Jesus came walking down the street with his entourage, you know, all the disciples were with him, all the people following him. And there were people lined up on both sides of the street and people were whispering and some people were shouting and they were all excited to see Jesus. Everybody wanted to just get a glimpse of him, even Zacchaeus. And so when Jesus approached the tree where Zacchaeus was sitting, a really strange thing happened. Jesus stopped and he looked up in the tree is Zacchaeus. And when that happened, I imagine that the crowd got really quiet because nobody wanted to miss this. I mean, here was Jesus, the most righteous man they'd ever heard about or knew anything about. And he stopped to say something to Zacchaeus, AKA scum in an expensive suit. So, the Son of God is going to say something to Zacchaeus. They figured Jesus was going to let him have it. And they figured Jesus would really dress him down good. Because by this point in Luke's gospel, Jesus has already said some pretty harsh things to rich people. And he, especially those who got rich by exploiting others. Uh, as a matter of fact, just in the previous chapter, a young rich man came to Jesus and asked, what, what do I need to do to follow you? And Jesus said, you need to sell everything that you have and give it to the poor, then come and follow me. And he couldn't do that. He was wealthy and he didn't want to give it up. And so he turned and he left. And then Jesus turned to his disciples and Jesus said to them, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Man, if Jesus would say that to a guy who wanted to follow him, imagine what he's going to say to Zacchaeus. And I'm sure Zacchaeus thought he was going to get it too. I mean, he looked down, saw Jesus looking at him and thought, oh no. I mean, he knew he was a crook. 
I mean, he, knew, he had all these ways, you know, of justifying what he did to himself, just like we all have ways of, you know, justifying things that we know are wrong. And, and so, the, you know, the last, when you're the town sleazeball, the last person you want to have a public conversation with is the visiting evangelist, right? So um, I think he just took a tight grip onto the branch and closed his eyes and braced himself. He knew it was going to be bad. And then Jesus looked up, and I think he smiled when he said, Zacchaeus, come on down. I'm going to your house for lunch. <laughs> well, nobody expected that. And the Bible doesn't say how he got down, but I think Frederick Bigner's right when he writes, the chances are good that he fell out in pure astonishment. <laughs> and chins hit the dirt. People couldn't believe it. People were amazed. Some people were offended that he would dare go eat with this, this awful person. And so then Jesus and Zacchaeus walk off together to have lunch. One just down from a tree, one about to be nailed to a tree. And while they were at Zacchaeus' house eating, Zacchaeus said, look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. So unlike the rich young ruler who wasn't willing to give up his wealth when asked, Zacchaeus gives his up without even being asked. <laughs> he said, I, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to help the folks around me. And you know, Will Willimon points out that Zacchaeus really understood salvation because Zacchaeus didn't say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Now I'll go to heaven when I die. He said, thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna use everything I have now to make a difference in this world right now. I'm a changed man. It's gonna be different. That's salvation. And I have to confess, this really is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Uh, you know, I'm always tempted you know, to have us all sing the little song because we all remember that. I love this story of Zacchaeus, Jesus, and Louis. It's a surprising story. And you know, Luke's kind of hard on rich people in his gospel, but here's the reason. It's because the more we have, the more self-sufficient we become. And the more self-sufficient we are, the less we think we need God. See, if you can go out and buy a nice meal, then you don't have to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Or you don't have to mean it, because you can take care of yourself. And sometimes our self-sufficiency. You know, we can buy enough stuff to make us happy. And so we forget that we're missing out on the joy that only comes from a relationship with God. And sometimes, we, you know, we can take care of ourselves, and we have pride in doing that. And it keeps us from opening our lives up to God and giving them over to God and finding the real life that God has for us. And the more self-sufficient we become, the harder it is for us to admit that we need God. People who think they are self-made tend to worship their creator. So Jesus didn't say a lot to Zacchaeus about his life or his relationship with God. He didn't have to. When Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, that's all he had to say. Because for the first time, Zacchaeus realized that God loved him that God was gonna to come to his house, the Son of God was gonna to come to his house, and that said everything. Zacchaeus got it. 
And he sat there at the end of this long, expensive table for a while, and his eyes were watering. And then he said, I got to say something. And Jesus said, stand up and say it. And he said, I am standing. (laughs) But then he said, I'm going to give away what I have to help people who don't have anything. And if I've robbed or stolen anything from anybody, I'm I'm going to make them right. My life has changed. I'm a different man. And I'll bet his household staff probably fainted. (laughs) And I love what Walter Rauschenbusch wrote. He said, here a camel passed through a needle's eye and Jesus stood and cheered. Occasionally something shakes our self-sufficiency and we see our need for God. And the thing that shakes our self-sufficiency the most is God's incredible grace. When we realize how much God loves us, no matter what we've done. And somehow, someday, we understand that God doesn't just look at what we've become. God looks at who God created us to be and who we still have it in us to be with God's help and God's grace. And God sees less of what the world has made us and more of how God made us. God sees our sin, but God also sees our pain and our self-doubt and our brokenness. And God sees what we have it in us to be by God's grace. And then God draws it out of us. You know, everybody looked at Zacchaeus and they said, that is one mean, selfish, greedy, slimy human being. Jesus looked at Zacchaeus and said, there's a man who has it in him to be generous and kind and gracious. And look who was right. The story of Zacchaeus is the story of the Bible in a nutshell. It's a story about our sinfulness and bravado and God's relentless love. It's a story about how we go looking for God only to discover that God has been looking for us the whole time. And when we encounter God, our lives are changed. And we find a life that's better than anything we ever dreamed of. <laughs> it really happened one day, a long time ago. It wasn't a magic trick. It wasn't an illusion. A camel passed through the eye of a needle because a self-sufficient man realized that he needed God and it changed everything. Now you may not consider yourself to be rich, but most of us live pretty self-sufficiently. We're kind of used to doing that. And maybe you've lived that way so long that you haven't really given God a chance and you substituted your own best for God's best for you and there's no real comparison But when you're willing to lay aside your self-sufficiency and trust God with your life, then once again, a camel will pass through the eye of a needle. And once again, Jesus will stand up and cheer. Amen.